Genesis chapter 17, verse number 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this time, notice it, this set time in the next year. And he left all talking with him, and God went up from Abraham. Father, I thank you that I'm able this morning to stand here, look at this word of God and see your hand. God, I know that you have given us a covenant, Lord, and you're not a covenant breaker. God, so many times in your word, you have promised us, and your promises has always been yea and amen. Father, I thank you that, Lord, that we can trust this word. For this word is you. And it was made living and lived among us. Let it be so today, God, that it be established in us. That your will can be done in man. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God's word, if you look at that verse, he said, but my covenant will I establish with Isaac. Which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. The will of the Lord. you feel like praying, pray today, church. You mind God most of all. God's promises here in the book of Genesis as he started recording, we're talking about a man that's of old age. We're talking about a promise that was given. We're talking about God fulfilling His promises and God's will will be done. It doesn't matter how old you are, God's will will be done. I thought about this story, how a 99 year old man could become a father. My mind, that's impossible. My physical body tells me that's impossible. But God said, I have established with thee. In other words, he made a covenant. He said it, he meant it, and it will come to pass. The will of the Lord is going to be done. (coughs) With you or without you. Find me a bottle of water, honey. The trouble with the most Christians that I know today, they don't think the will of the Lord will be done with them. God wants to use everybody. But everybody's not willing to be used of God. They've not made themselves available. 
Let me just sharpen the pencil a little bit. Maybe we've not repented enough to where God can use us. God is not going to use an unclean vessel. God is, and stay with me church, don't let me lose you. God is not going to use an unsaved person to do God's will. You say, preacher, God told me to do this. Are you saved? If you're not saved, you better listen to which God's telling you to do this. God said, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be hard to believe. This year you're going to conceive another son. I'm 66, and if my wife came in and said, Honey, I'm expecting, I'd fall over. Because I'd know it'd be from God. Amen. I mean, our natural bodies has limitations. This man was past the natural state of limitation of being a father. But yet God established, he said it was God's will, and God's will will be done. Look at it again, if you will. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac and with Sarah, shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. Are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad God has a time? Now turn over to the book of Matthew, if you will. Matthew chapter number 11. Let me get some groundwork laid. Matthew chapter number 11 and verse number 28. He said, Come unto me, all ye that notice this, Labor. I stopped right there for a reason. All of us ain't laboring. All of us are not laboring in the field for God. And he said, labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Maybe one of the reasons we don't have rest is that we're not working for God the way we should. I'd have to be the first to say this morning, I'd have to get down and repent for missed opportunities. Open doors that God had opened. And Brother Howard, somehow I missed them and realized it after the fact. That that door was open unto me and it was God's will for me to do something or say something or show something and I missed that opportunity. And I can't get that opportunity back. Some of those opportunities that were given to me have already gone on to glory. Now think about this church. I'm preaching on this morning God's will for you. 
It's God's will for all of us that we should labor. I'll take a drink of water on that until I get another amen. How many would agree that we should be laboring? How many would agree that you've missed opportunities? How many would sit here this morning and grieve in your heart because of opportunities missed? Amen. That ought to make us all get down on our prayer bones and say, God, please don't let me miss one more opportunity. Don't let me miss one open door. Lord, don't let me miss one sentence that might say, I need Jesus. And we see in this scripture as we look in here, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. We spoke of that this morning. Upon you and learn of me. For those that don't know about yoke, Yokes is an instrument designed to where two unequal animals can work together. How many knew that? That yoke has an adjustment on the neck of it that the strongest animal will pull the heaviest load. And the younger animal will pull a lighter load simply because of the way it's positioned on its neck. See, God said, take my yoke upon you. In other words, you need to carry what you can, and I'll carry the rest. And I know you can't carry what I can carry. I know you can't handle what I can handle. But he said, you need to be yoked up with me. You need to be willing to labor and to pull your load. (coughs) Stay with me. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. I know very few of us in here has ever had a team to work. I'm one of them that's had to work behind a team of mules and a team of horses also. I also know that if one in that team, the way they're hooked to a double tree, one animal can pull that whole load. Because of the way it's designed. Not saying that it's easy. But saying that the other one's not trying. My grandfather, I'll never forget one day. We had a big black mule. Her name was Kate. And a little red mule, his name was Jim. And if Jim tightened the traces up. And found out it was just a little bit more than he wanted to put out. He wouldn't do nothing. 
And that mare mule would go to her belly trying to pull the entire load. See, that's not a yoke. That's a harness. A yoke would even it out, but a harness will not. A harness, one, can pull the whole load. That's the reason God said, yoke up with me. My burdens lie. If you can't carry it, I will. And I'm glad my God knows when I can't carry it. When I'm not able to handle it. When I'm to wit's end. Because he said he'd never put more on me than I could bear without making a way of escape. I remember my grandfather that day got so mad by the way, he plowed that team of mules 33 years. Same team of mules. And Jim was just as stubborn 33 years down the road as he was when he was a colt. Kate would kill herself and Jim would stand there. So one day my grandfather got about all of it he could handle. And he wretched got a pitchfork and stuck it right in Jim's rear end. Jim left the country. <laughs> My daddy said, Sam, said, them mules can't pull that load. Papa Sam said, it ain't that they can't, he just wasn't trying. Church, are we really trying? Are we really trying to pull our load, our share? God said he could. God said he would if we will. Are you with me? Say amen. Aren't you glad that he's a God that gave you a yoke and not a harness? Aren't you glad he's a God that said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me deal right there just a moment, please. Pray for me. There's something inside me this morning. God has never wanted to burden you to the point where you sit down and quit. God has never ever wanted to put more on you than you could handle. But we'll put it on ourselves. I'll never forget when I first got saved and I learned this early. A new convert, the church will give them every job coming in and going. And then wonder why they burn out. Wonder what happened to him. Let me tell you what happened to him. He was pulling the load because you adjusted the yoke to where he was doing the most of it. And it's burned a lot of Christians out that's left the house of God because we as individuals haven't done our little portion and our little part. God said, my yoke is easy. In other words, he wants you to have joy in serving God. 
He wants you to have joy when you come and sing a song or teach a class or preach a message. God wants you to have joy when you do the work of God. It should bring joy to your heart, not a burden. I tell you, how many like to see people eat? I, I, I'm honestly, that's probably one of my favorite things is to watch people eat. I, I, I figured you was with me in that. I am big in participation in that. But have you ever noticed when you have something that people don't know what it is? I'll never forget cooking a goat right here at church. Old fashioned day, a whole goat. How many in the congregations never eat goat? See, there's a lot of you never eat goat. Well, that's same way then. I said, well, take a little bit and try it. Honestly, I don't see how they tasted it. I don't see how they found it on their plate. But that was the only thing that there wasn't a bite left of at the end of the day. There was nothing left. They carried the bones off. I don't know what they'd done with the bones. See, all it took was one little taste. Because of our mindset sometimes, we say, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. That's goat. I ain't never liked goat. Well, how you know you ain't never had it in your mouth? So how do you know you can't sing a song? How do you know you can't testify? How do you know that you can't stand up and give the Lord praise? If you've never even tried to do it. Are you with me? I don't care what they call it. If it tastes good, I'm going to eat it. Hello? I'm not a prejudger. (laughs) How many remember the Art Linkletter show? Old, old show. Go back and you can find this. Art Linkletter wanted to prove that the mind overconquered your body, your smell, and your taste. He had them serve great big platters hired, went through the whole auditorium serving it. This is zebra, he said. It was chicken. The caption said, chicken. Two-thirds of them wouldn't even pick it up. Now, I don't know about you, if it smelled like chicken, I'm eating it. I don't care what they call it. Two-thirds of what did pick it up gagged on it. The next one they sent around, still chicken. And they said it was lying. Nearly nobody even picked it up. Still the same chicken. 
And then he went to giraffe. Three or four different ones. And then at the last he said, How many liked what you ate? And everybody that ate all of them liked it. And he said, What did it taste like? And everybody said, Chicken. He said, That's what it was. God is saying to you and I, how do you know you can't sing a song until you try? How do you know you can't testify till you stand up? How do you know you can't work for God until you go out into the field and do a little work for God? So God is saying to you and I, I will. Will you? I will. Will you? In the book of Luke, chapter number 5, verse number 12. And it came to pass, he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou will, thou canst make me clean. He put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Are you with me? How'd that man get healing? He asked. He asked. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying it's God's will for you to ask. Ask, Lord, what? Can I do? Lord, what do you want me to do? If this man had never asked, he'd never got healed. Are you in me? Say amen. So you think it's God's will that you should ask? Did he not say in his own word, ask anything in my name? What did he say before that? Keep my commandments and ask. See, we, we want to ask when it's for us, but we don't want to keep the commandments. Stay with me. I'm going to help you this morning. Do you know what keeping the commandments is? God, your will, not mine. That's keeping commandments. God's saying, Stand up and wave your hand. Did you keep that commandment? God saying go pray in the altar. Did you keep that commandment? God saying testify for me. Did you keep that commandment? So when God's asking us. Isn't that commanding us? And we sit here. And say Lord I know it's your will but I'm not willing. Church, we ought to be the happiest people this morning. Stay with me. I'm fixing to have a benefit all by myself. One of our sisters made it out of this old world. 
She ain't in more pain. She ain't got another trouble, another trial, another tribulation. She'll never have another day of pain. She'll never have another day of sorrow. We ought to be shouting the victory this morning. Why? Because it's God's will. I believe the word of God said we ought to cry when they come in this world and shout when they leave this world. So where's our shout this morning? I've done told you, if God takes me before he takes y'all, y'all better have a party. I'm getting up out of the casket. I'm going to get up out of that casket and you'll be a moving then, brother. When one of our saints makes it home, I'm telling you what's God's truth. We ought to shatter to the rooftop. We ought to have joy unspeakable, full of glory, even though our heart is broken, even though we are burdened. God's will for you and I today is to cast our cares upon Him. Let Him carry that burden today. Don't think of death. Think of life. Brother George Gross, bless his heart, a big old tall, six foot six, 130, 40 pound man, went with us many, many times to Jamaica. I'd say, Brother George, I love you to death. He'd say, don't say that, preacher. Say, I love you to life, not to death. He wanted to think of living not dying 80 some year old hired and still going to Jamaica slept on a door a closet door with a blanket pulled over it so I didn't have to what's your will for somebody this morning What's your will for God's will in your life this morning? We're starting a new year. How many ever thought you'd see 22? Now think about what I just said. I, I, I'm, man, Y2K had us killed out 22 years ago, didn't it? We're done. His history is over. Here we are 22 years down the road. God's still blessing. God's still opening doors. God said, let me carry your burden this morning. God said, I'll pull what you can't pull, but I need you to help me. It's your time to pull some. I know you can't pull it all, but if you'll just pull some, stay with me. God help us this morning to realize I'm blessed, ain't you? I am truly, truly, truly blessed. In the book of John, if I can see, chapter number six. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm full. John chapter number 6 verse number 37 the Bible said 
All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Aren't you glad that you're not a cast out this morning? Woo, Brother Harry, that makes me want to shout, don't it you? I've been a cast out most of my life, black sheep most of my life. But when Jesus come by, I wasn't a cast out no more. Well, somebody shout right there, glory to God, when he come by and made me his son. Whoa, I'm telling you now, what a joy it is to be a Christian and be called Christ-like. I'm not a cast out because he loved me, cared for me, died for me, arose for me, sitting on the right hand of the Father for me, making intercession. Shout it out, church. He's up there making intercession for you and I. Glory to the Lamb of God. I'm glad it was his will that all because if there'd have been one left out it'd have been me. If God said everybody could come but one it'd have been my name. But when he opened up his nails When he, Lord Jesus, son, you're going to have to help me a little bit down there. He opened up them nail-scarred hands. The only scars will be in heaven will be in his hands. Lord Jesus. That ought to make you want to shout right there. I'm glad Harry's going to take away the pain, the sorrow. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more hunger. Glory be to God, no more sickness. When we cross over. Let me tell you why. Because his yoke carried the load while he was here. His yoke. He said, Dennis can't carry it. Lay it on me, Father. He said, Dennis can't take it. Lay it on me, Father. And the Bible said, Brother Hardy uttered not a word when he is taking my beating. When he was taking my punishment. When he was dying, it was me. What can I do, Lord? Let me tell you what you can do. You can be saved. How do you get saved? Come up here and admit that you're a sinner. That you need to be saved. And that you can't save yourself. Come up here and say, Lord, I'm bringing all of me, not just part of me. 
Michael James told me, he said, Dennis, are you a donor on your driver's license? I said, yes, I am. He said, why? You wore everything you got out. I said, because whatever's left they can have. If they can use it when I'm gone. Let me tell you something, church. We're setting a precedence right now that's going to carry on through somebody. Some of these young people looking around, looking at your faces, looking at your testimonies, looking to how you respond to the Holy Spirit, and they're going to carry that on. I'm not much, but I'm glad I'm saved. I may not be what I ought to be, but I'm glad I'm saved. I ain't what I could be, but I'm glad I'm saved. Oh, yeah. Aren't you glad that God loves you? God will with you. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Lord, I can't get over that, can you? John chapter number 14. John chapter number 14. Verse number 3. He said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. Where I go you know and the way you know. So you know, you know this morning, Brother Hard, we know when we're right with God and when we ain't. We know when we're cold and indifferent, backslidden. We know these things. Sometimes we just won't admit them to ourselves. We won't acknowledge that, yeah, I've grown cold, I've grown indifferent on God. God's will's not being done in my life. I'm not reading my Bible. I'm not praying. I'm not taking part in church like I should. I'm not weeping and crying over lost people. I'm not giving tithes and offerings like I could. Am I in the neighborhood? Say amen. Because I haven't really given all of myself unto the use of the Lord. You know it's God's will this morning that he have all of you or none of you. You say, preacher, what can I do? You can repent. That's what you can do. Best place in the world is right here in an altar on your face realizing you have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I'm trying to hurry. But there's so much needs to be said this morning.
Do you really want to go to heaven? Then are you willing to give what it takes to get there? John 14 and verse number 18, the Bible said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Are you with me? Say amen. He's not going to leave us comfortless. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. I will love him and I and will manifest myself to him. Judas said unto him, no, notice this, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Are you with me? Jesus answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Are you with me? Say amen. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. I don't know where I heard this this week, but I remember it well. This man went to church for 22 years. Never missed a service. This man went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Saturday night he'd get drunk. Monday, Tuesday, he'd get drunk. But he never missed a church service. One Sunday at church, he come down the aisle and knelt in the altar. He got up, went back to his seat. Nobody even prayed with him. Nobody even acknowledged him. They noticed he didn't get drunk next Saturday night. They noticed he didn't cuss no more. From that day forward, he never got drunk, never cussed, conducted himself as a Christian. One of them finally asked him one day, said, 
you came to this church for all of those years and you'd get drunk every week. Why did you keep coming? He said, I kept coming hoping and praying God would deal with me. I'm glad God loves old drunks. I'm glad the door's open to whosoever will. Yeah, he was a drunk. He knew he was a drunk. But he knew where the help was. And the day that he got his help, nobody in the church even saw that he was getting what he needed. So don't tell me, church, that we can't sit here and not realize that people around us are needing God and we'll miss the boat. Because we know he's going to get drunk Saturday night. That's what he's done for the last 20 years. But God will change your life. I'm glad when God saved me, he took alcohol out of me. I've never wanted another drink. I've never wanted another cigarette. I'm so glad God saved me from the gutter of this old sinful world. Why? Because he loved me. It's God's will for you to be saved today. One more verse and I'm done. John chapter number 17, verse number 24. John chapter number 17, verse number 24. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. Everyone stand, every head bowed, and every eye closed. Are you where you need to be with God today? Are you where you need to be with God today? Just be honest. If you need strength, if you need encouragement, if you need forgiveness, would you come right now? Would you come to this altar and say, God, it's me today. Many are making their way this morning. What about you? I want the will of the Lord done in my life. I want Him to forgive me of my sins. I want to do what I can do for God while I can. Will you come? Will you come? As they're praying, there's room for you.
Come on to the Lord. Listen. At the grave, to be together in heaven. Pray, children, pray.